This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to get educated on your Second Amendment rights. Welcome to two full hours of Gun Owners Radio. Your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz, will teach you about firearms, self-defense, and the laws that affect your rights to keep and bear arms. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with questions to learn how to become a sponsor of Gun Owners Radio and get involved. Together, we will win. Now here's your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome to Gun Owners Radio on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. Folks, you got to get to uh, YouTube. If you go to YouTube backslash Gun Owners Radio, you can see our smiley faces oh. for two hours. <laughs> Look at this. You're all dressed up, wearing a nice yeah. shirt. I got a memo from management. Uh, what is a memo? Wear a nicer shirt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, folks, we got Joe Germisi in the house as well. How you doing, bud? Doing great. Doing great. It's a great Christmas. Uh, you have a good Christmas? Yeah. Right. This, is, this is the merriest uh, Christmas I've had in a while. I haven't been that merry in a long time. <laughs> I don't think I want to know how merry you are. Well, this segment is sponsored by our good buddy, John Dillon, and the Dillon Law Group. If you have legal matters that involve firearms, then you need to call the attorney, John Dillon. If you have questions about red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation, or just maybe you need to know that your guns are California compliant, call our trusted firearms attorney, John Dillon. John Dillon specializes in California gun laws. Call him at 760-642-7150, or you can visit his website at dillonlawgp.com. And like I said, tune in to the YouTube live stream at youtube.com slash gun owners radio. And if you'll do me a favor, hit the subscribe button and know us that you're supporting our show. Hey, learn to become a better self-defender with John Correa. You can join us at cover your ass week in my, in March. You can learn with the best online or at a live training class. Links to register are at the gunownersradio.com website, so please take a peek. And January is Females and Firearms Month, which um, which I didn't know until I looked at this. You didn't know that? <laughs> no. Yeah, it's Females and Firearms Month. Uh, I know now, though. That's why it's such a learning experience here. <laughs> but uh, if you know a female firearm owner, new or experienced, tell them to tune in to Gun Owners Radio. We'll be talking about Not Me SD, the DC Project, Hack the Gal, Bree Warner will be here uh, joining us again, and more. So all that stuff's coming in January. So share the show with your gal with a gun or your gal that wants the gun. Uh, we'll make sure we get connected uh, with the right resources. Nice. She gets connected with the right resources. That's awesome. I'm looking forward. And a shout out to our friends on Parlor, 2A Time, T-Bone Perkins, and Wrench and Barber. Shout out to you guys. Cool. On, I can't get on Parlor. On Parlor, why not? I tried. It won't let me. It won't let you? No, it said I, anybody but Dave Stahl. I don't know what I did wrong. I can't get All right. Get well, on. we'll help you through it. Yeah, I wish you would. How was your Christmas? <clears throat> it was awesome. I cooked for the in-laws. Nice. I thought of you. Why? Made a potato casserole with the onions and the potatoes, but I yeah. put a layer, one pound of maple bacon oh. cooked in Grand Marnier yeah. and maple syrup. Yeah, a little ketchup. No, I didn't do the ketchup. No. That, that, that sounds like, delicious. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah. I know, right? A little ketchup. And instead of a cup and a half of cheese, I put two bags yeah. of sharp Holy cheddar. Cow. And then I made mushrooms and onions in Grand Marnier, 
cooked in the same pan that the bacon was cooked in wow. and a turkey breast wow. a butterball so. you get any gun stuff no i didn't get any gun stuff i didn't either. get anything. Did you get any gun stuff joe um what did i get? i got sort of gun stuff did you buy it but i yourself? but i gave gun stuff i went against uh i went against sam's advice <laughs> yeah last week and i i picked up a little um a Ruger, you didn't get any uh, PC gun carbine. stuff I didn't. I didn't get any. Gun as stuff. much as we talked about it on radio, I know. I think uh, Santa was sleeping. Did I get any gun stuff? I have to kind of. I, I, really well, I got Second Amendment stuff. stuff. I got a. Cool, oh yeah, you got uh, a really cool flag. Was it a sign or a plaque? Yeah, I did. That's right. I got a really cool sign from Jim Miller. That was really awesome. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, it was cool. Where'd you yeah. nail it? It's uh, it's sitting in our living room right now. <laughs> it's up against in the living room. You're not poking a hole in the wall yet. Yeah. So what'd you get, Joe? So um, I get. Who'd you get? Who'd you get that for? You got them the well. What I got, um, my wife Nina has ever since she's done the women on targets thing has been raving about the the PCC guns. That oh she shot. yeah. So mm-hmm. I picked her up a little Ruger uh, PC carbine or carbine. So um, I don't have it yet. I had to show her a picture of it, but <laughs> but it is coming. It's coming. So, uh, How cool! So is yeah. That? So uh, yeah. Hopefully that's good. If it gets her out there shooting and she likes it, that's a good thing. That's definitely a good thing. That's awesome. I get a little organizer for my. The back of my, you know, my 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 Jeep passenger side uh, ch- uh, chair. I got the. It's like a little Molly organizer oh. for that. That's kind of gun stuff. Yeah, what'd you put in there? Nothing. nothing yet, nothing yet. But it's gonna. It'll have my like my first aid kit and. Oh yeah, yeah, smart all special stuff. Excellent. Yeah, you know? So so yeah yeah so yeah so we got uh, a very cool show coming up. Um, all kinds of really cool guests. Um, including B. Jackson with Carrie Girl Gear. She's going to be in the next segment. Um, we have a uh, city council member all the way up in Orange County. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to come on and talk to us about uh, all kinds of cool things. He's Mike Munzik. He's a big, big gun guy. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have, you know, legit real gun guys uh, in uh, in office. And he's, he man, I'll tell you, he is like, the elected gun guy in Orange County. Wow, uh, so it's about time. I know, right? Well, he's been around for a little bit, but he's uh, Orange County has some really good gun people elected. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, I think if if we were like a if we did a little you know gun elected gun person tug of war between San Diego and Orange, I think Orange might win. Yeah, I think you're right. So, uh, but anyway, he's going to talk to us. Of course, uh, my nephew Sam, the gun guy, he's got a really cool. Uh, question he, coming think up. You got got one for him that you can stump yeah, him. I, I've stopped even pretending that I'm. We might stump him. <laughs> it's such a you know he's so good at it. So, but I'm looking forward to hear if you got anything for uh, for Hanukkah for his uh, you know anything gun related because I think he's got some. I think I think he might have gotten some some cool stuff. So and then Joe, you're gonna review the uh, tactical stabilizer kit for for Glock. Yeah, for Glocks. Yeah, you took it to the range and. Yeah, we had a ball. We had about five of us uh, play around with that and shoot it. So, uh, so yeah, it went real well. That sounds awesome. Thanks for the invite. That's great. Thanks. Yeah, that was really nice. <laughs> hey, every Friday, Good 8 to 12. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, so we got a really cool game. This is an awesome uh, – I thought it was a really – everything that's going on with COVID <laughs> and all the malarkey that happened this year, I still think uh, – I think we all had a really – I hope we all had a really good Christmas. I know I did, and everybody I talked to had a really great Christmas. Right. Yeah, it's a great Christmas. Well, you got to think positive. Oh, you know? and you got to you got to make it. I mean, it's Christmas, right? You know, it's it's, it's what you're going to make it. You know, you could you could sit at home terrified, or you could have Christmas. So. Well, we had our 90 year old mother in law and father in law, and mm-hmm. I fed them and had a blast doing. I love cooking for people anyway. So you're right. You know, yeah. we could have just sat home. They could have stayed home, and you know, 
and it would have never been the same. Well, that's what, you know, we had, my son came, uh, came up, my daughter came down from Hollywood. Uh, we had two Tommies, the Tommy, the elder Tommy, the younger. <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, it's just the usual little crowd, but we had a great Christmas. So. Yeah. I got Laura, a little mini waffle maker, Did which is really? really more of a present for me. <laughs> I got Do an you? air fryer. Really? It just dawned on me. Our, our very fry friend. some air. I don't know. <laughs> I told her she has to come over and show me how to, cause the book's like that thick. Wow. What but, do you, you just, I don't even know what an air fryer is to be honest with you. I don't either. <laughs> okay. It's, it's really it's for making food or it, yeah, is, is it a it, car part? No, it's it makes food. It makes food and it's got a really small <laughs> container. So it's like, you may not be very hungry to make it. I don't oh, know. Can't I wait to find out. Couldn't put a chicken in it. So I don't know. My, the fa- my favorite present that I gave, I, I gave Laura some really cool presents, but I got to tell you my favorite present that I gave this year was uh, I went over to Wendy's house when exes, her husband's here taking pictures today. I went over oh. to Wendy's house and I gave their uh, their two adorable little daughters dodgeballs. Oh, so that's, the- <laughs> that's a nice thing to do. So if you know anybody with kids, yeah, that's a get great them a, get them dodgeballs because they their parents will love that. Well, it's either that or a drum set. Yeah, yeah, one of the two. The dodgeballs. You gave them dodgeballs. Yeah, you know. What's the house look like now? Yeah, two adorable little girls. Yeah. Well, now, now that you've got that waffle iron, you could start a tradition because uh, we've been doing Christmas morning um, pumpkin waffles. Since we're trying to remember how long, uh, when when do we start that? And none of the kids could remember. We've been doing it forever now. Really? But uh, yeah, See, pumpkin you, waffles. And you got a whole uh, year Christmas. to practice. Yeah. Well, or uh, encourage Laura's practice. No, you're <laughs> so, yeah, but you like to cook. I do. I no newskis? Uh, no, no, we didn't do any newskis this year. We should have. I know. We got to get those autos advertised. I know. I know. Newskis, we know you're listening. Yeah, that's our challenge. All right, we're going to take a quick break. But folks, we're coming back with a whole lot more right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio on FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. Hopefully all you folks watch Die Hard, best Christmas movie out. It was on Christmas Day. Almost everybody here watched it. Yeah. Almost. I watched it. Right. Yeah, I watched it. Right next to Red Dawn. <laughs> I'm making little fists with my toes as we speak. Oh, see, you do remember. The soft carpet. <laughs> I know. And we do have a nice carpet. Hey, folks, we are so proud to have the National Concealed Carry Association on as a 10-ring partner at San Diego County Gun Owners. NCCA exists to serve the Second Amendment community by providing a nationwide network of 2A advocates offer elite self-defense and concealed carry training from the nation's top instructors and provide rock bottom prices on the best selection of gear and accessories. Learn more about them at national concealed carry association.com. Well, I'm very excited about this new guest, our new guest, our guest coming up next. Who Me too. Our, our next guest, very special guest is B Jackson with CarryGirlGear.com. B, are you there? I'm here. How, How are you doing? You? Good. Merry Christmas. Happy New Merry Year. Christmas. Yes, Happy New Year. So you are the uh, founder, creator of uh, CarryGirlGear.com, right? That's right. Yep. And I love this. Uh, it says uh, <laughs> on your website uh, regarding uh, Carry Girl Gear, we create clothes for the open-minded who want to experience everything life has to offer, creating bad butt apparel for the modern patriotic chick. (laughs) 
Our women's graphic tees are designed so you stand out wherever you are while remaining open to whatever's next, shouting your beliefs loud and proud from the rooftops. That's right. That's awesome. That's great. So, so tell us a little bit. How did you uh, uh, tell? First off, tell us about those couple of sentences that I just read. Why is that important? Um, I think for me, coming from um, shooting for a lot of years and kind of empowering myself and knowing that that empowerment and confidence came from being able to protect myself. Um, I think helping other women to do that, even if it's by a T-shirt that may make you feel proud or might start a conversation with someone that can, um, you know, present a a positive conversation about guns uh, to get more women involved. That's what it's really about. You know, I've been into guns for, you know, probably my whole life, but especially the last, like, I'm going to say, you know, since high school. So that'd be like 30 years for me. Mm. And in the last, I know I'm old. In the last, uh, uh, in the, but I'd say in the last five years, and by the way, that whole 30-year period, everyone's been trying to crack the code on how to introduce more women to gun ownership, shooting sports or whatever that means, just gun ownership in general. I would say in the last five years or so, that has that goal um, has, uh, you know, been reached you know and and it is it is it is exploding it's wide open i mean here your entire website is dedicated not just to gun gear but to gun gear just for women um what what do you think that is what happened what happened in the last five years i think more and more women are seeing the lawlessness kind of taking over especially in the last two years Um, And then this real big push this year with the COVID-19 pandemic has kind of awoken the woman uh, who may have maybe before depended on, oh, I'll just call the police or, oh, my community's there or my neighbor has a gun or my husband's there to protect me. She's now seeing that she's the first responder between the bad guy herself and her family or kids. Um, so I see more and more women every day, they're reaching out for local trainers and self-defense classes and, but mostly, you know, advice on navigating the laws in their state. There's of course too many waiting periods and infringements taking place all over the United States. Um, that's a fact. The huge thing this year that I've seen is domestic violence during the pandemic for women Mm. is growing at an insane rate. Um, women know they have to have something to protect their kids, their families, themselves. Um, and I'm also seeing more women teaching their kids earlier and earlier, which is so cool. Um, you know, the respect for the firearm, how to clean it, taking classes with them. It's pretty amazing. The sisterhood of women that is in the shooting industry right now is it's pretty awesome. That is awesome. It is very awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's extremely cool and I'm very, very happy about it. Um, what are, so how did you get it? What's your story? How did you get into gun ownership? And then how did that eventually lead to starting this company? Um, so if you follow Carrie girl gear at all on any of my socials, I talk a lot about my own story. And when I was 19, I went away to college and unfortunately within that first uh, time period, I was raped on my uh, college campus. So, and that college didn't do anything to prepare me in any way to be ready to defend myself against any kind of assault. They actually um, took away my pepper spray that my dad had given me uh, and gave me a whistle. 
Yeah. <laughs> so um, I can tell you that this is still happening on campuses 20 years later. Um, That's horrible. And I'm sorry no, to hear that. No, it's, it's, it's kind of pushed me through to where I am today so I can help other women get through their stories. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but thank you. Um, so after the assault, I kind of left school, um, forced out of school. And my husband met my husband. He's a veteran of the Air Force, an ex-cop. So he immediately <laughs> introduced me to the shooting world uh, and I fell in love with it. And it allowed me to kind of get my confidence back, my power back. Um, and I really do truly believe that if I were given the tools um, to carry a firearm on campus, it would have been him being rushed to the hospital that night, not me. Mm. I definitely feel like I could have saved myself. So through through that part of my story and also my extreme frustration with going to so many gun shows <laughs> and seeing nothing for women, nothing, um, but maybe like one pink shirt somewhere tucked <laughs> in the back, um, Carrie Girl was born. So what, so, what? and that's an interesting point I don't think uh, a lot of guys think about. Um, what are some of the challenges faced by women that are that are entering the the gun world, what what are what, why is it different? Why do there why does it need to ha- why do we need to have different things for women? Yeah. Than what, men? what was not there for you? I, I think for me, well, fortunately, I had a partner that was willing to really teach me and surround me with positive people to teach me. But in talking with women on a daily basis about getting them started, it's an intimidation factor when you decide you're going to carry a gun, it's an important step. Um, and a lot of people have that, Oh, I'm going to go into this boys club and I'm not going to be respected. And there's this real intimidation factor, a girl stepping into that world. It's intimidating enough, just firing a gun for the first time. So having more females in the industry, more options for women, more of women for other women to talk to about getting into carrying a weapon. That's, that's the important part that really wasn't there five, six years ago. There's so many, so many range, range uh, safety officers now that are women and uh, range. um, I mean, um, firearms instructors that are women, it's making it easier and easier. And then companies like mine and a girl in a gun and um, well-armed women and, and, little sisterhoods out there now that are making it a lot easier, but five or six years ago, mm-mm. you know, we have it's this, the, it's the information that was lacking it, it, the, tr- the reach out. It truly, and it is different. It does resonate. The message resonates differently. We have this program called, uh, not me SD hashtag, not me SD. Um, yes, it, yep. it, we teach women how to, if they need to purchase a gun, we pair them up with somebody. They teach them how to purchase a gun, how to get awesome. training, how to get their CCW. It's women helping women. And when the idea first arose, um, it was uh, the idea is is to help stop, um, uh, you know, assault on women, uh, sexual assault on women, domestic violence. And when that idea first arose, I, I would go around to some some folks and ask them, hey, what do you think about this? And all the men I asked said, oh, no, 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 don't do that. Um, you know, you know, talk to them about how it's fun and it's a sport. And I thought, you know, I don't really think, I don't know a lot of women who are scratching their head going, gee, if I, if I only had more, you know, hobbies to fill my time, <laughs> you know what I mean? But so then I would talk to women about it and say, well, this is what we're thinking of doing and why. And women were like, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. So you know what oh, I yeah. did? 
I stopped listening to men about it, and we, <laughs> you. So you guys just just go off in a corner here. We got a bunch of women in charge. They built this thing out, and it's been really, really uh, successful, and it's been resonating with women for that very reason that, hey, uh, you know, uh, it's not just about uh, pink guns and, and, and looking pretty. That's, that's, a, that's a, a relic of the past. It's a bonus, yeah. It's a relic of the past. So uh, talk to us a little bit more about some of the products that, that you, that you uh, feature that are just for women. Um, well, we, we feature, you know, of course, our, our, our favorite gra- graphic tees and our message tees. But we also do range bags and ear and eye protection that are just for women. They're smaller, so they're going to fit a woman's face a little bit better and a woman's head a little bit better than, um, you know, a men's pair that you pick up at Academy. So and everything that is on our site, we've used, we recommend, we have given to trainers to um, make sure they recommend so that I know that they're like female tested and approved. Right. So that um, everything that we're offering is, is for women. Now there are a lot of women who like the men's stuff. Um, So we, we cater to that stuff too. You know, they like the, you know, the camo and the, um, we don't offer actually a lot of pink stuff. A lot of the girls don't want it. You know, they want the cool stuff, you know? (laughs) So we really try to find specific products just for women. And then we've branched out a little bit this year and we now offer, offer the NRA refuse to be a victim class to all of our women as well. Nice. Um, an online class. Um, so because Carrie girl gear, I always say it's not just clothes. It's a mindset. And I hear a lot of women, they're just not ready to carry, and that's totally cool. Um, I kind of want to get them out in, like, some starter stuff, which might be some personal non-lethal everyday carry options so they can, like, boost their confidence. So we we offer um, some smaller knives and some pepper spray and taser options where and, and also where they can get trained to use those because, of course, you never want to carry anything and not be trained to properly use it. So we start out with that if you're not quite ready to carry a a gun yet and it's all about building that situational awareness and confidence and getting them into training and I will say a lot of women there they they want their first inclination is to is protection right just like you said they want to protect their families but once they get going in it boy it's awesome they love it and it becomes like that cool sport for them I agree. Totally agree. I I totally agree. I used to carry, I still carry um, uh, pepper spray with me. And inevitably, if I ate at a restaurant, uh, I would, I would leave that as part of their tip because I'd I'd always take it out, put it on the table. And usually the waitress, waiters didn't really ask me about it. Waitresses would always ask me about it. And I'd say something funny like, oh, it's in case I have a, you know, Caesar salad emergency. And it'd start the conversation. (laughs) So, so we're talking with B Jackson from Carry Girl Gear. We're going to go to a break. And when we come back, we're going to have a lot more. So I really appreciate you being on the show with us. All right. This is Gun Owners Radio on FM 96.1. AM 1170, The Answer. There's more Gun Owners Radio with Dave, Joe, and Michael to come on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, educating you on your Second Amendment right. Now, here are your hosts of Gun Owners Radio, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back. This is Gun Owners Radio on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Well, the California assault weapon law makes it almost impossible 
to own an AR-style rifle. So what's the solution? You need to buy a Cali key for your rifle. Cali key converts any mill spec direct impingement AR-15 or AR-10 into a bolt-action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop-in solution. No milling, no aesthetic modifications, and no turning off your gas system. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford with Cali Key. Check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. Hey, and for all of you folks watching our show uh, on YouTube, please hit the like and subscribe button. We would highly appreciate it. All right. We're talking to B. Jackson from CarryGirlGear.com. And we were talking all about the differences uh, between men and women and, and what, what they have to uh, deal with when they enter the shooting sports and gun ownership. And, and Joe, here in the studio, had a question for you, B. Sure. Yeah, hi, B. Um, you were mentioning a little while ago or in the last segment that, um, you know, sometimes you'll talk to women and, and as they're coming through all this, uh, you know, sometimes they say they're not quite ready to carry yet. And I was wondering the reason, you know, what do you hear from women to say that and then how do you address that or work through it because it seems like it's something it's it's sort of like um you know do you carry with a round in the chamber a lot of people start out mm -hmm. intimidated by that and it's something you have to work through and i was wondering how you uh, kind of address that well for me um it's getting them used to carrying something so usually i recommend i refuse to be a victim class because it teaches you really easy to understand um, methods that teach you awareness and how to prevent criminal confrontation. Uh, so little things like self-defense devices that are non-lethal, you may start to carry every day or um, home and cybersecurity. And when you travel, um, how to be safe during that. So it kind of gets you into the mindset first. And then maybe you might want to start carrying a pepper spray and then, okay, I'm feeling kind of confident with the pepper spray and I've done some training classes or maybe I've gone to a self-defense class. So, and my, my job, um, that the most important part of my company is finding a place for them to go. So we have, um, people that call in and people that message me from all over the country. And I try to team them up with local trainers that are females that, um, have been recommended to us. Um, local ranges that have maybe have a female um, uh, gun only night, like a shooting night, uh, maybe a club nearby, like an, a girl in a gun club that they can get involved in. It's really about connecting them with other women so that they can start to feel that confidence to maybe in three to four months. Yeah, I do want to get my concealed carry and I do want to start. I do want to buy a gun and I do think that's important. So it's to really just staying in touch with them, communicating, just like your your uh, team of women are doing in San Diego. And same thing, just following them through all the way to the end, um, not kind of giving up on them and, you know, sending them off to someone and forgetting about them. Um, really kind of teaming up with them to find them the best thing that works for them. And some people never go carry. They decide that they're the, what they're doing now is enough. But some people go all the way through to... Um, even competing in sh and shooting competitions now. So um, it's really about communication with the, with every every woman's different. <laughs> they all have their own wants and needs and what they want and what they feel comfortable with, just like one in the chamber. You know, when I first bought a gun, I was like, whoa, I, I told my husband, I need a safety, babe. I need a safety. I really think I need a safety. And I walked out with a revolver. So, who, you know, 
<laughs> you never know. <laughs> so talk to us about mindset. Um, what, what does that mean? What does it mean to have the proper mindset or, or what, ex- what, what's this, what is the specific mindset that you're referring to? I think it's being aware of your surroundings and it can be as little as like when you're walking out of a grocery store, put your bags in a cart, put your purse down, get off your phone, have your keys ready when you're going out to your car open your car doors a certain way, put your groceries in, don't put your back towards the door. I mean, it can be as little as those little things that can help you survive in a moment of being possibly assaulted. Um, So it's just taking really small steps and having that situational awareness, head on a swivel kind of mentality to make sure that you're being safe and giving yourself every opportunity to survive and to be safe and, and get through your day without incident. I do. You're, so. I think you're exactly right. And I think you put it really, really well. I, I think it, it also is the mindset change that, that a person goes through when they, when they realize I have to protect myself. Right. You know, and that, that Absolutely. this, this firearm is the tool uh, mm-hmm. that, that allows me to do that. I, I think that uh, we were talking a little bit in the first segment about, you know, how so many women are, are into firearms. And one thing that you, you mentioned was how many women are, are teaching their kids firearms. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I think that the, the you know, the, the first uh, reaction to that is people think, well, you know, women want their kids to be safe. But I also think that one of the things that's happened in the last 10, 15 years is there are more single moms in the United States than probably any other time in, in the history of our country. Um, and the reality is, is that mom uh, in so many ways has to be a, a dad and a mom. And uh, whereas I think that a lot of times the role in our society of the dad was to teach him, you know, how to, how to, how to you know, the, the firearms world was kind of the realm of the father. But with the mom having to be father and, 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 and uh, mother, it's kind of falling on them to do that. The, the, they, they, the realization that, hey, I have to protect myself. I have to teach my kids how to defend protect themselves. I, I don't know. Am I onto something at all there? I was thinking about that during the commercial break. No, that's a hundred percent right. I mean, I think probably 60, 65% of the women who reach out to me are single moms and single moms of young children, uh, you know, four or five and under. Um, so, and a lot of women are signing up now to our classes um, and reaching out for training. Um, there's a company called Mama Bear Defense, and they, they do training with um, mothers and their children. And we also do the our Refuse to be a Victim class for, for children as well. It kind of gets them, you know, in that, you know, don't talk to strangers. We have a gun in the home. Where is it? We have a home defense plan. So if something ever happened in the home, this is our plan. We're going to practice it. Um, so... I think you're you're dead on. Um, the single mom is definitely taking on that role of protector that is usually, you know, 15 years ago or would be the father in the home. So your okay. your website, carrygirlgear.com, um, is training and advice and and you know uh, that kind of informational uh, aspect. Was that is that a part of the website or is that kind of does that happen? Was that kind of a natural progression of of selling you know uh, women specific gun gear? It was always the where I wanted to take the company. I didn't know that it would turn into this like badass sisterhood right away. 
uh, it really like morphed itself into really naturally into what it is today because people were really, they really wanted the information and they didn't know where to get it. And I'm very glad to pass on um, business to other female instructors and other female classes that are going all over the United States to get that girl armed and get her confident and protected, no matter what. If I lose business, who cares? I just want them to get get the information that they need. So we do it for free. You call us up or go on our website or ping us and say, hey, B, I'm in New Jersey and I can't find anyone around me and I don't even know where to start. And then we take you kind of where you need to go and we'll, we won't stop until we find something for you. Nice. That's awesome. So what's, what's the, what's the biggest advice or what's the most important advice you have uh, for a, a, a woman who's a brand new gun owner or wants to become a gun owner? Uh, don't wait. Don't say I'm going to do it next month. Don't say I'm going to do it next six months. I can't do it now because I'm pregnant. I can't do it now because I'm, um, you know, the wait, the waiting is too long or I don't know how, uh, the first step, everyone has a first day of everything right in their life. Everyone has that day one. Uh, so I would say, don't wait, um, reach out to, um, reach out to your local ranges, reach out to me and we'll help you get started. Um, and, and it's not as scary once you get into it, once you get past that day one, I guarantee you, I've never had someone say, I don't like shooting and I'm not coming back ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we have, uh, we have these educational shooting socials that we do, uh, where we work with brand new shooters and honestly, I, I smile. I mean, we've, we've had literally in the, in the past five years, literally thousands of people. I'm not, that's not amazing. That, that's not hyperbole. We've, we've, we, uh, have had thousands of people who'd never touched a gun before come through our shooting socials and nothing but smiles. I mean, it's really amazing. It's very empowering. It's very, um, especially for a woman and me being coming from that kind of survivor um, place that I was when I came, when I started shooting, it's very empowering to know that you can save your own life and you can walk around and know that you're trained and prepared and ready. And it's, you don't have to depend on anybody. You just depend on yourself. It's, it's an, it's an awesome feeling. We even opened up. We had uh, we had one of these shooting socials uh, just a couple weeks ago. We opened it up to the public. You know, hey, if you want to come and learn from someone who's experienced, just come on down. We'll 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 get you all squared away. And uh, my uh, uh, my employee and I realized that one of them uh, were all women, and it wasn't like we targeted. You know, like hey, this is a women's only shoot or anything like that. We just opened it up to the public, and it just so happened. And it wasn't like one group of of ten women or whatever. It just happened that uh, all the people that responded, they were all women. They all wanted right. to learn. So we uh, we actually, at the last minute, uh, got a couple of uh, additional mentors. So we have a lot of mentors that come down and shoot that are women, uh, but we got a couple of additional ones that were women just to just to accommodate a little bit. You know, you know, something else just a, a, occurred to me, Joe. We have five people working for our organization. Four of them are women. You realize yep. that we have four. <laughs> Didn't even think about that. I just now realized. I just now realized that. No wonder we're so good at everything, right? But it takes that many to keep you in line. That's right. Okay, so last thing we want to we want to make sure we get this out there. You are offering a discount code. Um, if you go to Carry Girl Gear, um, and t- tell us a little bit about it, B. Uh, you can go over to CarryGirlGear.com or any of our socials at Carry Girl Gear. Um, and use code GO RADIO 
Um, and I'm going to leave it open and definitely for you guys. So you can get 15% off wow, uh, anything, even, awesome. even our sale items. So head over and it, you can also use that code to sign up for our January and February refuse to be a victim online classes. So, um, head over to carrygirlgear.com um, and also ping us if you need help finding an instructor or a range near you or um, just need help getting started or just want some advice on what kind of holster to buy or whatever you need. Um, and we got you. Thank you, B. So that's B Jackson with carrygirlgear.com and 15% off. Enter the discount code, promo code GEO Radio. Thanks for being with us. Thanks, B. That was, been a, that was a great Thank interview. You. Hey, and have a great Guys, happy, happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, we'll be talking to you next year. I got a sneaky feeling. All right. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. All right. We're going to take a quick break. You folks are listening to Gun Owners Radio on FM 961 AM FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, Seal One is our newest sponsor. Clean, loop, and protect your guns faster and easier with Seal One. Seal One CLP Plus is an all in one solution that cleans, lubricates, and protects your gun. It also, it's also natural, non toxic, and environmentally friendly. Seal One was founded by a Navy SEAL here in the San Diego area, and all their products are made in the USA. Seal One is also a strong supporter of San Diego County gun owners, so we are very, very proud to have them on board. Clean your guns faster and better with Seal One. Use the code GOR25 for a 25% off your first order on their website at seal1.net. Hey, you've got, oh, by the way, somebody texted yes. me, want to know if we're on Parlor. Yes, we are on Parlor. Okay, as we all look around. As we all look around for Rich to tell us what our... We're definitely on Parlor. So, okay, so I'm going to take something. a moment and tell this person that we're on Parlor. Please do. And also, if you're on Instagram watching us, a big shout out to Stretch Tactical, uh, Brook Arrows, Click Click Pedal Pedal, and Ghost Hammer 4. Big shout out to them. Hey, you know, we were just talking about Seal 1. I finally used the uh, Seal 1. On my, uh, I tried it on my Glocks first. Have you, have you used it yet? The paste? No, I want to use it on the 1911 though. That's what I'm uh, waiting for. So I was, so I got to tell you, it. <laughs> before we get into, we're going to talk a little bit about the year in review here and, and what's coming up. But before we get into that, I, I used the paste because I was nervous about the paste. Now, did, being, you, did you heat the gun up? Well, so <laughs> I quit jumping it. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> you're always stealing my thunder. No, no, no. So <laughs> I used the paste. I got a brush and I used the paste all over the Glock, you know, all in there and scrubbed it all in there and everything. And he told us that it melts, what, 104 degrees, right? Yeah. So so I ran it under hot water. I got it all pasty, you know, and scrub, 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 got Man, all in the little, under hot and water. then just put it under the sink, hundred and at least 104. I got, I got it as hot as I could stand it, you know, under, under the water. <laughs> yeah, because you're holding it. Yeah. And it all, you know, all the paste went away. It was perfect. 
And then after that, it was it was perfect. It was perfect. Somebody told me. Somebody said How'd to me. How'd you dry it? I just you know, shake it and dry it, get a little air compressor. It's a, and, you it's know, a Glock. You don't really it's have to a, dry it. Well, okay, so somebody <laughs> said to me, aren't you afraid that, that it's going to rust? And I said, if, if I run my Glock under you know, the fluorinated water that comes out of my sink and it rusts, I'm I'm getting I'm no longer a clock guy, you yeah. know. So all See, the that would be my concern running underwater. No, 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 no. It was perfect. So it's all it's it's perfect. Seal one, really, really nice. I, if Dwight, if you're out there listening, that's probably not how you recommend. I know you have better videos on your uh, on your website, so go to Seal One's website and he'll teach you how to use it correctly. But it worked really well for me, so I got to get to let everybody to know. All right, would you like the paste? <clears throat> I, so I liked the pa- here's what I like about the paste. You get it on all the little tiny parts in your Glock, okay, and then it sticks there, right? So it's not like liquid where it just kind of runs. That paste sticks there. So you scrub it, scrub it, scrub it. It stays there and then rinse it. I did it twice. What about a different – what about something other than a Glock, say a Smith & Wesson? Well, I've only tried it on Glocks so far. Oh, that's not true. tried it on my Glocks. I tried it on my KSG. Both went swimmingly. So next, I'm going to do my AR. Because I've got to do my I got to do my Smith and Wesson. Well, I'll let you yeah. know. I'm going to do it on the 1911 here, and it got it for sure this week. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but All I'm right. not putting mine under the. Under you're not going to put it under water. Too many people. Do? I'm not saying you're doing this, Joe. But too many people treat their guns like they're made of hard candy or something i went to a shotgun class once and they all the shotguns were out on the rack it started to rain a little bit and oh my gosh people were just dancing around oh what am i gonna do <laughs> guys it's metal it's a tool everything's gonna be okay so anyway so yeah like i said my, my glock i would have no problem throwing it in the sink or whatever i wanted to do with dishwasher it. yeah i think I'm, I'm a little more touchy with the uh, 1911 probably i mean there's probably no reason to be but we're uh, gonna find out we yeah we, yeah, we may He's all right. So we're supposed to talk. We're supposed to do a little year in review and then a year in preview. And I wanted to read you guys. So Rick is our PR guy. He helps us with our PR. Mm -hmm. He you know does all the media communication. And uh, I just pulled a quote from him uh, with what he's trying to. We asked him what he's trying to accomplish by talking to the media. Was the gist of the question. And he said, "I thought this was great. We're trying to influence public opinion." and trying to correct misconceptions by telling the truth about what's going on. That's awesome. Isn't that awesome? So I thought that was really, really well put. It's kind of... Is that your PR guy? That's our PR guy. It's Not this guy. No, no. It's our PR guy, Rick. And he... uh, uh, That's excellent. It's kind of what we're doing here on Gun Owners Radio. Yeah, we've been trying for four years, going on five. Yeah. So let's uh, let's talk about what uh, what happened, um, what's happening. A uh, little little review. It was a horrible year, uh, on a lot of, for a lot of reasons. But for for Orange County uh, gun owners and Riverside County gun owners and San Bernardino County gun owners and San Diego County gun owners, it was actually a really good year. Um, Orange County uh, continued to build their membership. Yeah. They endorsed a bunch of candidates and helped them helped a bunch of them get elected. Um, they continued to have a Second Amendment discussion once a month on mm-hmm. Zoom. You know, we they moved everything to Zoom uh, because we couldn't meet in person anymore. So Orange County's plotting right along. Riverside County doubled in size. Um, they're doing a fantastic job. We we met with some city council members. We attended some city council meetings before uh, you know the restrictions kicked in. They started teaching uh, their CCW how to get your CCW class. A lot of people are responding to that. A lot of people are responding to that. They had their one-year anniversary 
We had Sheriff Bianco that we all love. We all love Sheriff Bianco. He's a really great guy. He came to the one-year anniversary. Um, San Bernardino started this year Mm -hmm. and got over 100 members in in less than a year, Wow, which is really amazing. San Bernardino is doing a good job. San Bernardino, despite being really, really young, Mm -hmm. produced a voter guide. And got a bunch of people got a bunch of people on the voter guide elected, which we're very very proud of. And San Diego, I was gonna say, how'd we do? We did amazing. We signed up over seven hundred and fifty new members in the year twenty twenty. Wow, over seven hundred and fifty members. What are we up to now? Because my math is terrible. Over twenty four hundred. Remember when all you could you were you were praying for was uh, what a thousand? <laughs> well, I didn't know what to, at the beginning. I didn't know what to pray for that first year. I don't think we signed up four hundred. No, people in the first year maybe 400 now you're over 2000 that, now, was, now we're that was the next goal 2000 yeah so we could just get 2000 yeah so now 2021 our goal is 1000 new members yeah so we're going to go from is about 750 just over 750 we're going to we're going to kick that up to 1000 new members wow. in preparation for the 2022 elections uh, oh, that's, that's the right. idea. So everything you do in an off-year election, hey, Mike, you guys are a political action committee. What are you yeah, guys what doing off-year? Do? What are you going to do? We prepare for the elections. We get bigger. We get more powerful. We we uh, you know get more members. And 2022 is just right around the corner. It really is. It's right sure around the corner. It's not even 2021 yet. We're already thinking of 2022. But that's well. So we got, uh, you know, during COVID, during this horrible uh, pandemic and the ridiculous uh, shutdowns, we were we kept the gun shops open. The county wanted to shut the, the gun shops right. down. They said that, no, uh, they did not consider them essential. Um, we pushed back on them and got them to stay open long enough for the Trump administration to spell it out. That mm-hmm. Yes, they are. Um, we're very, very proud of that. And you can only do that with, with through relationships, right. with through power, with members. Uh, you know, we started having our monthly meetings on Zoom. Those have been well attended, but I, I you know, uh, I can't tell you how successful the the new CCW uh, applications have been going. Now, bad news on that they're gonna they're slowing way way down, um, so it's going to take longer to get your CCW, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's going to improve in the year 2021. I think it's we're probably gonna have to get through the year 2021. We're gonna have to get some kind of resolution with COVID. Um, but they're understaffed. They uh, simply can't take as many applications as they could because of the COVID restrictions. And uh, they're doing their best, but their best is not getting uh, through the Well, plus the you got an awful lot of people applying for seats. And we have an awful lot of people applying for, which is good news. That's yeah, excellent news. That's excellent news. So we've, we're doing a fantastic job. We're growing. We're getting things done. We're very, very proud of that. Next year, what are we going to do? Well, uh, uh, it's going to be even more of all the good same stuff in San Diego. You're going to have over 60 opportunities to do a tabletop at, at gun shops. You know, we do these informational. Have you ever seen those, Dave? Mm-hmm. It's like a little mini little booth like we used to do at the gun shows. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I seen where you posted on Facebook and yeah. Instagram. Right. Where we do them at the gun shops. We have 60 of those scheduled for 2021. 60, six zero of them. If you ever need my help on those, all you gotta do is let me know. Okay. Well, we so if you want to help, you can only do Saturdays. Okay, that's all. We usually just do them. We do them Fridays, Saturdays, sometimes Sundays. I can do Friday. If you want to help, you have to go to sdcgo.org/volunteer. Now, here's the exciting news for 2021 because you can sign up right there online. Hey, I want to do this slot this time. Mm-hmm. This you know this this gun 
uh, shop, whatever, and we'll train you. You're never going to be alone. You're always going to have guidance and training. Um, but the cool thing is we're going to raffle off a gun every quarter this year, and the way to get into the raffle is to work a shift. Oh. So you go down and volunteer your time half a day, four hours, and that gets you one entry. It's four so, hours? Yep. So San Diego County Gun Owners com or sdcgo.org. Then visit our volunteer Backlash section. Volunteer. Join, volunteer, be a part of the solution. Yeah. Don't be part of the problem. All right, folks. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. Top of the hour. It is Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM Welcome back to Hour 2 of Gun Owners Radio with your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with your questions and comments or to learn how to become a sponsor of the show. Time to get involved and get active. Together, we will win. Now here's Dave, Joe, and Michael on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio on FM 96.1. AM 1170. The answer. Well, self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone, and unfortunately, the justice system may not be on your side. If you have taken training, then you know you should have coverage for the legal battle after your self-defense battle. While you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7, 365 days a year, with a comprehensive self-defense coverage at an affordable price. Bad guys don't take days off, and neither does our coverage. Guess what? Gun owners, radio listeners, you can get a free T-shirt when you join. Just use promo code GUNOWNERSRADIO at uslawshield.com. And if you're watching on YouTube, do me a favor and please hit the like and subscribe button. It'll be wonders for our advertisers. Hey, Joe, what do you got for us today? Something about the ammo shortage? hoarding or being prepared and we know you're a hoarder yeah yeah it depends on who you talk to but uh <laughs> yeah we got to uh, we're gonna talk about the ammo shortage a little bit but before we do got a couple of youtube shout outs to kyl 64 john theodore and dr exotic dr exotic i think that's my buddy jeff he's uh he's a member of ours you're i think he's, a, he's a bad oh, i'm not supposed to oh sorry sorry, sorry jeff <laughs> Christmas presents coming. That's why they say Dr. Exotic, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the ammo shortage. Uh, those of us that shoot um, are experiencing an ammo shortage. Those of you that don't shoot probably haven't noticed it. Right. Um, but uh, ammo has been tough to get for probably the last six months or so, and that's likely to continue for a while. And, um, you know, I was reading uh, different articles and things, and some gun writers are writing about um, – are kind of complaining about people hoarding ammunition and um you know so the question comes up is okay is is buying you know a fair amount of ammunition is that hoarding or is that just being responsible and preparing now hoarding is when you buy enough ammo you can't get through the rooms 
without going down that little skinny walkway. Well, everybody's got to have hoarding. a everybody's got to have a goal to shoot for. You That's know? hoarding. Trust me, I know. Is uh, it's interesting too. There's um, you know, this has been going on for a while, and there's been a lot of chatter, I guess, on the uh, internet um, with conspiracy theories, thinking about the uh, you know, the gunmen or the ammunition manufacturers or are doing this on purpose and they're they're holding back ammunition and they're only selling to certain customers and things like that. And none of that's really true. Um, I don't believe, um, uh, Gary Brennan from the, uh, San Diego County wildlife federation, uh, sent out a video. Did you get that, Michael? Did you see the, the, uh, the video? president of the, of the CCI yes, Remington spear? Yes. And, um, I thought it, it was really well done and it was a really good explanation and it was great. And I linked to it in the article. Um, but the president of these gun companies um, came out and said, you know, basically he said he's tired of getting all the hate mail and all this stuff, um, accusing them. And he um, went out and he laid it out uh, really why you're seeing this, um, you know, the shortage. It's it's kind of a perfect storm of things that came together. Um, you know, the first thing is, you know, we had all the unrest uh, for a lot of the year that the government refused to respond to for whatever reason. Uh, we have the COVID stuff going on and um, all of that influenced, what do we have? 7.2 million, I think, new gun owners yep. since March. And he was saying just conservatively, if each of those new gun owners bought two boxes of ammunition, that's 700 million rounds of ammunition right. that got dumped into the uh, demand side, I guess, of the market You know, since March. Because 50 rounds a box, so that's 100 rounds, yeah. 100 times 7 million. There you go. Yeah, that's a lot oh, of ammo. And <laughs> that's a ton of ammo. That's more than John Wick uses. And he was saying, you know, they're um, they're working round the clock as hard as they can. He walks through, and the little video, the video is about five minutes long, and he walks through one of their facilities, and they're showing you here we're making all this stuff as fast as we can and getting it out. But um, you know, because of that that demand plus the COVID stuff, the overreaction of the COVID. Um, has been just wreaking havoc with suppliers for materials and stuff and things like that. You have somebody, you know, test positive in a factory. Now it shuts down part of the factory for a couple of weeks. And they've all been struggling with that kind of stuff. So it was a combination of those things um, that I think caused this. You know, it's not a conspiracy or anything like that. So then the question becomes, okay, so how do you deal with this? Because uh, gun owners, longtime gun owners, like Michael, you've probably experienced this, where um, – Longtime gun owners know that we see these shortages for different reasons from yeah. time to time, every five or six years or something. Yep. 9-11, Obama right. got elected, the uh, registration for ammo. 9-11 was, was the first one I experienced. And okay. when, after 9-11, there was a huge ammo shortage. And, and these things last anywhere from six months to a year or more. Yeah. Um, and you could see with this one, too, we're six months into this one now. Uh, it doesn't look like it's going to let up anytime soon. I mean, this will probably go into at least the spring. And um, and then once it does come back, it's probably going to take a couple of months for prices to come back down and, and things to stabilize a bit. So the question is, you know, okay, do you buy ammo when things are normal, which I think you should? Because uh, my opinion, you know, the hoarding being prepared question, to me, it's not hoarding at all. It's being responsible and being prepared. Mm. And you know, it's, you have to think about, okay, how much then ammunition do I need? Because it's not uh, like, you know, I have, I have ammunition for the apocalypse. I'm not worried about that. What I, what I need is ammunition so that I can continue training through the shortage because that's what's goofing me up now because I, I have ammunition, but I'm reluctant to use it 
because um, I can't replace it for one. And then the other thing is I reload a lot of my nine millimeter. And uh, right now you can't even get reloading components now because that the progression was first, there was a gun shortage and then the guns, you know, the gun shortage turned into ammo shortage. And then the ammo shortage finally turned into component shortage. So primers, um, I found out when I was looking around that there's, I think four companies that make primers in the United States. So you can't find small pistol primers anywhere in the United States, which is interesting because I found Canadian companies that mm. had allegedly had plenty of small pistol primers, but they don't ship to the United States. So um, it's weird, but you have to think about all that kind of stuff. And so you need to determine, okay, how much do you need? And, you know, the first thing, and that, that answer is different for everybody, but the first thing is to determine, well, how much do you shoot? Uh, because uh, I think the goal should be to be able to go through a shortage that lasts a year or more and to be able to shoot and train regularly through that shortage and not have to worry about it. So that's kind of the So if you shoot 100 rounds a month to, for training, if you go to the range once a month and go through a couple of boxes, then you need 1,200 rounds. Yeah, and that's, that's what I'm saying. Find out how much you shoot a month, multiply that by 12, you'll know what you need. No. Um, and there were, there were things, I've seen different gun writers writing about this, and there were um, estimates anywhere from six months' worth of ammunition to one guy was saying you should have 10 years' worth Ten years. on hand which I thought was a little high, but, um, it seems high, you know, for myself, I was thinking about, okay, normally I'll shoot about 10,000 rounds of nine millimeter a year and then, you know, less of different calibers for me. I think I'd be comfortable with maybe three or four years worth of ammunition. So, so I have a goal anyway to shoot for. And you're adding on to the house when, uh, <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I just, I bought a, um, I just bought a new, um, uh, cabinet for oh. my ammunition. So now I've got two. And now for the first time, because I had to move everything around, I actually know how much I have yeah. and I know what that looks like. Mm -hmm. And so I know what three or four years worth will look like. And it's, I got the capacity there. I have the room. Well, I liked your article a lot. I, I've been getting that, the question so often in the last six months, you know, how much ammo should I have? Mm -hmm. I just started totally zero, nothing behind this, but 5,000 rounds per caliber. That's what I'm telling people now. Mm -hmm. So if someone asks me, well, how much should I have? 5,000 per caliber. I don't know. Maybe they should have six. Maybe they should have four. Who but knows? I've decided to settle on five. Well, it five depends on what they do with it. It does depend on what they do with it. I agree. If you're not shooting it, if you're just sitting on it, well. Probably don't need as much. You don't need as much. But you should start shooting more. You should shoot a lot more. Oh. Anybody that has more ammo than me, I tell them they're not practicing enough. Right. <laughs> we know it's, That's my defense. It was That's funny, too. There was a, a little thing on Facebook a while ago about somebody that had 100,000 rounds or something. Wow. And the responses from different parts of the country, like in, in Texas, they said you're a little short <laughs> and things like that. But now that I know how much I have and I know what that looks like, I got a pretty good idea of what 100,000 rounds would look like. And it's, yeah. it's not as much as it sounds yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> Lenny from the Glock store was sitting on 100,000 rounds. On his Facebook. Did you see that? No. no. Yeah, it's not a lot. <laughs> it's not a lot of ammo. <laughs> yeah, it's not a lot. All right. Let's take a quick break. Yeah. This is Gun Owners Radio on FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, educating you on your Second Amendment right. Now, here are your hosts of Gun Owners Radio, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Hey, we want to throw a Facebook shout out to the Marksmanship Club at UCSD, Lily Real and Walter Kane. Thank you very much, folks. 
and hopefully you hit that share button. All right, PRMI Mortgage. You know, primeres.com backslash alpine. That's where you need to be if you're looking to do anything with your home mortgage. Interest rates have dropped, and if you're looking to buy, refi, or maybe considering a reverse mortgage, you need to call our local mortgage guy that you can trust. Call Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage. For nearly 25 years, Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Give Chris Wiley a call at 619-722-1303 or primeres.com slash alpine. And I have to tell you, I did it because I was going to do a reverse mortgage. Yeah. He said no. Why? He said you don't need to because I... Double, not doubling up, but I add to my payment. Yeah, he says you keep doing the way you're doing, and you'll be better off. He says, so don't even bother. Wow, that's so, taking money out of his own pocket. Yeah, well, he's a good dude. Well, he's and I just want to throw that little story out yeah. there because that it's a testimonial. Yeah, my buddy Chris. Yeah, if you're listening, that, Chris. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, you're the best. With that being said, Mr. Joe Dramisi is going to do a recovery tactical stability kit for Glock. What do you got? Okay. So I have uh, almost exactly that. I have the Recover <laughs> Tactical <laughs> Stabilizer Kit for Glocks. And, is that uh, for people that are a little shaky? It is. It is, actually. One of the guys shooting it described it as uh, being like Viagra for guns. He said it kind of <laughs> okay. stiffens your hand, your arm right up. It works well. Hey-ho. So, um, Hey-ho. <laughs> so um, anyway, so we have the, uh, the Stabilizer Kit here. What you get in the box with this version, there's a number of different options and things. Um, what we have in here is it comes with the actual um, brace itself. And let's see. There we go. I see we didn't so practice this before. We we did. And that, specifically for that reason, it didn't work anyway. So uh, <laughs> you have that, though. It comes with a lanyard in here, which we'll just pull out. Uh, some hardware. It's pretty easy to put together. And then it comes with a little paddle holster as well. So, um, can you take it out of there? I can, I think, and uh, actually put it together. There's only one screw. <laughs> so, it comes with a paddle holster. So, the way this works, it's a really easy setup. Um, you get all this stuff, plus there's, um, there's a two piece charging handle. And what I'm going to have here is I've got my, um, my double checked that it's clear, empty, block 34, as you all can see. And uh, we're going to use that to uh, just work with this. So we have a charging handle that goes on the top of here, and you can see it pops right onto the gun just like that. And then there's a second piece that comes in on the bottom. Hmm. And um, what this is for is when you've got this thing in the brace, the um, let's see, let's come back here a little bit. So uh, when you've got this thing in the brace, you put the charging handle on here, and it lets you rack the gun easily. So it lets you grab it and rack the gun easily when it's in the brace. Uh, there's two screws that go down through here to secure it. Um, when I was shooting this at the range, I didn't even have the screws in it. It was working just fine. Uh, then I handed it to a friend of mine, and he flipped the things right off of there. So, <laughs> so the screws will probably work for you. But um, the brace itself is pretty easy. Um, it opens up. You can see how it opens here. And when you sit the Glock in, and I'm trying not to flag anybody here with this thing. Um, so you line this up. You line the uh, trigger guard up up here in the front. You line the uh, little piece of the, I guess you'd call that the end of the beaver tail kind of thing that the Glock has, uh, into the little groove in the back. And then you uh, snap it shut. And if you look on here, you could see how the, the two pieces come together. So it should come together just like that. 
And then there's a single screw that they provide that just drops right down into here. And you tighten it up with the Allen key that they provide as well. So let's see if we can do this here. Okay, and now you're ready to go. And um, there's two ways you can shoot this. So again, I'll point it past Dave here. So you can click it up like this, and you pull it into your shoulder. Oh, look at that. And you can line up just like that. Um, the other way is there's a strap here that comes out and straps around your arm, and you could hold it out this way and shoot it. That's adorbs. So um, we tried it out. We took it to the range and um, had like five of us try this out. And all of us pretty much had the same experience. Um, what I did was uh, – we set up some targets at seven yards, at 10 yards, and then we were shooting steals at 15 yards. And um, shot at all of them uh, without using the brace, just using the gun. Uh, tried it strong hand, tried it support hand, tried it both hands, and then put the brace on and went through and did the same thing. And um, pretty much all of us noticed a difference. Um, the, it improved the uh, shooting, actually. Um, you know, I could hit most of those things like that as much as I want to, but I noticed my pattern or my grouping got smaller noticeably when I was using this. Mm. And that was pretty much the experience of uh, the other guys that tried it too. So, um, it does what it says it does. Um, it works, um, it works pretty well like that. Uh, a couple of things people noticed, uh, like for me, this works fine. I can get down on this and I can kind of get my eye on that and, um, and I can get good shots off that way. Uh, there was another guy that was a little bit taller, a little bit longer arms. It was uncomfortable for him to do that. So he'd use the strap. He was thinking, well, the strap is good if you're going to go with one hand. If you're going to shoot out like this, oh, then the see. strap will hold it here, gotcha. and it makes it real solid. Um, but for pulling it in, he was saying it would be nice if there was an adjustment here maybe that you an could extension. Uh, extend this out. And I'm not sure if they do that because the ATF, there was a big deal with these braces, right? And they just I just saw from Firearms Policy Coalition the um, – the ATF withdrew their. Um, yeah, they they tried to completely redefine uh, the the braces for ARs. Uh, I think it was specific to ARs, but uh, uh, they withdrew all that. They they really tried to basically redefine the whole thing and and turn a bunch of people um, who bought them legally into uh, felons overnight. Yeah, really and this crazy. and this doesn't mean that's gone. It just means they're regrouping and they're right. And they're going to wait till January twenty first. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> hey, so can you collapse? Is there a little push button collapse on that? Or there is. is so, there, it looks like there's a little knuckle there. So there's a button here. This collapses. Oh. And it locks in here. And I don't know if you could see this, there's a little paddle holster that comes with it. Oh, wow. And this guy just fits right down into the holster like that. Wow. So, um, That's cool. Somebody really thought this out. Yeah. It's, yeah. You know, it's um, it's a fun little thing. I mean, we, we all have fun shooting it. Um, I don't know how practical it is uh, if you look on youtube some of the um some of the guys that do the uh, reviews on there there was one guy that was just all all tactical out he had the big plate carrier on and everything and uh he he had it he was slinging it out of the uh the holster it. and everything yeah so I, I mean i don't it, it was a lot of fun and it did exactly what it said it did or it was what it's supposed to do anyway i'm not sure that you would carry i mean i don't know that i would carry this around like this but, you know, it depends on what your application is. There was another um, YouTube guy that was talking about hunting hogs on his property because he's got a big problem with that, and he shoot, he likes to shoot them with a pistol. He said this is going to be great for him because, uh, you know, you could pull it out of the um, the holster. 
pretty quickly. You flip this out, and it comes up pretty fast. Pretty you know, quick. If you do it a couple of times, yeah, it's pretty easy to use. And um, and it definitely improves the shooting. Um, like I said, the only criticism, uh, the one guy said it'd be nice if this was longer. Um, another guy noticed that, and again, he was a smaller guy. So the guy, the bigger guy felt that this needed to be a little bit longer, more adjustable. Um, the guy that was a little bit smaller had trouble getting his eye up on his sights. He was thinking that if there was more of a relief from here coming down, if this thing was angled a little bit more on the handle, that would have been better for him. And it attaches to the rail, but you don't lose your rail. It looks like there's a, it comes with, it's got a little secondary rail there in case you got to put a flashlight or whatever on it. Yeah, and there's actually um, there's uh, well the Picatinny rail pieces that come with this. Oops, where are they down here? So um, you can get pieces to go with this where you could you could mount other stuff on here. And it starts at the base package is ninety nine ninety five I think it is, and for that you get the brace, you get the charging handle, and um, I believe you get the holster for that. And then there's um, there's different options, and you can get it all the way up to $189, just adding stuff to it. I think what's in this box, it, uh, I couldn't tell for sure because it just says 2020 on here, um, but this is probably in the $149 range or something like that for all this stuff. But, it's still um, a deal. Uh, yeah, it works. And like I said, it works really well. One of the other guys, too, that was shooting it noticed that um, or was observing that this might be really handy if you're getting older, saying you're losing the hand strength or you have trouble, you know, gripping that and, and getting good shots. Um, this would be real helpful for people like that because, again, you could still go to the range. You could still shoot your gun and still enjoy what you're doing. It just gives you a little more stability. Mm -hmm. um, same thing if you're shooting, you know, with the one hand with the strap over here. And um, like I was saying, it was a noticeable difference for all of us. I think five of us tried it out, and everybody – saw a noticeable improvement just uh, shooting the thing. And they were, for the most part, using my gun. So, I mean, this is my gun I'm familiar with, but everybody else saw an improvement and it wasn't even their gun they were using. So, Interesting. So, yeah, right. it's, um, so it's a, a pretty nice thing. There's another one out there. Uh, what was the one? The, the Roni? Roni? Yeah. Which it does is, look like it's like a – it looks like a smaller version or, or maybe a, a little bit slicker – not slicker, but slimmer – uh, smaller version or competitor of the of the Roni. Yeah, and that's the other one I heard about. I have not tried that one out. Um, this one seems to be well made. It's pretty solid. It was pretty easy to put together. I mean, it's just for the most part one screw. And like I said, I was racking on this. If, if I try it now, I'll probably knock them off. But I mean, I was racking things like that and just my normal speed with it, and it was fine. I kind of want just. I just want that part. So we rack my Glock. You can go to Instagram. Facebook or YouTube and just put in recover tactical and you can see videos. And That's all what I see. There's, there's probably seven or eight different videos on the, yeah. uh, on their website. Um, if you, again, look on um, YouTube, just do a search for videos. You'll see lots of people trying out different things with these. And um, like I said, it was a lot of fun. It was, uh, uh, it was it's a great range toy. <laughs> yeah. And now and you'll see Joe Germisi on YouTube. You may, you may. So um, you're on YouTube right now. I am. <laughs> so you're in there. <laughs> so I'll be one of those people. Yes, but, you um, but anyway, yeah, this was uh, this was really fun to shoot. So it was awesome. a good thing. Very good. Nice job, too. Man, and the price is right. So folks, yeah, take a look. It's got the uh, a lifetime warranty, limited lifetime warranty. Yeah. They define a couple of things. Sure. But, um, but yeah, it looks like they'll cover it. It looks like it's well made, and, uh, and it is definitely fun. Cool. All right. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we got a whole lot more right here on Gun Owners Radio on FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. 
There's more Gun Owners Radio with Dave, Joe, and Michael to come on The Answer San Diego. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Our show needs your help. We live in a state where your self-defense rights are quickly eroding. Let us be your voice to help defend and restore the Second Amendment. Help spread the word about the fight. There's two easy things you can do. One, like and subscribe to the show on YouTube, Facebook, Parler, Spotify, the podcast, or whatever way you like to listen to the show and share the show with as many friends as possible thanks for turning in tuning in remember together we will win there you go all right who's our special guest we have a very special guest our next guest is uh he was just reelected to the aliso viejo city council he is a big time gun enthusiast um and a uh, just a fantastic guy uh mike munzing and here's how you know by the way that mike the city council member, you know, you talk. I talk to politicians all the time. They all tell tell me, "Oh yeah, I'm a big Second Amendment person." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike is a legit gun guy, and here's how you can tell: we just reviewed this Recover Tactical product, mm-hmm. and I got a text from him saying he bought two of them for Christmas. He loves them, <laughs> right, Mike? Are you there? You got it, absolutely. I was, I got on the show just a little bit early, and uh, you guys are talking about the Recover Tactical. I was like, I got flat dark earth. Thank you. <laughs> little FDE, and, uh, you know, that was super cool. Bought one for my brother-in-law, and, uh, you know, and uh, figure I'd get one for myself. Well, that's so. awesome, man. Merry Christmas. It is fantastic hearing your voice. I'm so glad you're doing well. Uh, so would, glad to be here. I'm glad you're here. Would you mind if we, we kicked off the interview with telling everybody what you just went through? Yeah, no worries. I'm, as I say, I always say, so glad to be anywhere at this point. But, uh, yeah, you no, tell them what happened. That's, that's it's a, it's a. It's a miracle. And you, you, you actually just won your election after going through, it was double lung transplant, right? Transplant. Yeah, a few, about probably four or five weeks before the election. It was on whatever it works out to be. September 23rd, I got a double lung transplant and then, and then won the re-election, won my re-election, my third re-election at, uh, on what, November 3rd. So, yep. yeah, about, what, five, six weeks? Yep. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Well, we're we're so happy that you're recovering. I'm so happy to hear from yeah. you, man. We were Thanks, Orange man. County Gun Owners were so proud to endorse you. Um, I loved it. I, I, I was, called you on that. I was like, hey, what about me, guys? Oh, whoops. So <laughs> yep. that was funny. Yep. Yeah, I go. I knew I knew that wasn't a problem because I love you, man. You know that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and you are a legit gun guy. I mean, you train oh, with yeah. Taryn Butler. Uh, you've been I'm a gun cool. owner for forever. What got you into guns? Well, you know, it's. Uh, I was always a conservative, always loved, it's going to sound like a weird, weird uh, connection, but <clears throat> somebody handed me a gun. I apologize, guys, that I uh, had a bronchoscopy on Tuesday, and they took a lot of biopsies, so my lungs are still a little, a little weird talking. That's okay, point. man. You're it, doing great. It takes a while. Yeah, so I'm doing really good after three months on, what, Tuesday or Wednesday, but uh, yeah, we're, we're doing solid. But, um, you know, somebody, I, I always love the whole, you know, there are no guns allowed in my house, my dad was a minister, and it was one of those weird scenarios that, that uh, no alcohol, no guns. I mean, how much fun can you have with no, no alcohol, no guns? Come on. 
seriously. <laughs> so, um, but when uh, somebody let me try a, a BB gun, I found out it was pretty good. And I think I went to some, you know, church camp where they had BB guns and I was knocking off, you know, Coke cans like nothing. I go, this is cool. But then it kind of got away. From, uh, life happened and got away from it. And then probably 12, 13 years ago, a buddy of mine uh, invited me over to On Target in Orange County down in Laguna Miguel. And uh, I think, well, was that? Was it a Beretta? I'm not sure what he had. I don't even know. But I uh, got a picture of me with it. But but uh, that was the first day that kind of started the start of the uh, the passion. And, and then uh, I guess you might call it the obsession. I, and what happens is I've been a juggler since I was seven years old. And, mm. You know, I've done a lot of juggling, a lifetime of juggling, which is weird, I know. But <laughs> what you find is that that hand-eye coordination really translates. And, um, and the practice translates in that you can't juggle unless you spend – you know, hundreds and hundreds of hours practicing. And, and, uh, so I do that. I've, since the surgery, I, uh, sorry. That's okay. Take your time. Got to, got to let my new lungs catch up. Good. But, uh, since the surgery, they've not allowed me to shoot yet, mm. but I'm, uh, I'm probably heading out to Terran's range next week. So I've been, I've got one of the, if, if you haven't promoted, the uh, next level training sir pistols you got to tell everybody's got to get uh, those are if you can afford it they're what 350 for the for the base model or you can get a plastic one for probably 249 but um i got the green laser well but it's a laser it's a full-size full weight um, i've got the glock 17 um but it's a it's a laser pistol that with a with a really light trigger and it is fantastic for three gun training so nice. i've been i've been working out those muscles and I'm getting 800 to 1,000 trigger pulls a day in right now. Um, my forearms are getting all, you know, vascular. My right forearm, not my left. But because <laughs> I'm probably heading out, I'm heading out to shoot Taryn. If I can't shoot fast, it would be an embarrassment. So, <laughs> you know, so, so it how, would be an embarrassment. How is it now? You, you were into guns before you ran for city council, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, what, uh, yeah, how has it been being a, a gun guy on a city council in California? Well, I, I've been called, you know, uh, let's, let's layer on the fact I'm a conservative, uh, straight, married, white guy. So in this last era we've been through, uh, what, what does that make me? Racist, uh, homophobic, mm. sexist. I mean, they, every name in the book is thrown at me all the time. And a gun, a right-wing gun nut. And I'm like, yeah, so what's your point? You know, um, I have a passion for guns. I know that's what. That is what our freedom is based on. I also know that training is what keeps us safe and keeps everyone safe because without the training, you know, everybody's dangerous. So it's, you know, you, you got to train and know what you're doing. And, uh, you know, you got to mentally, because I also conceal carry. So been a big proponent. And, and most people keep that real quiet. But as a politician, I want more people to, and I've gotten a lot of people to sign up to conceal carry because, what keeps us free and i'm in orange county which is great yeah so sheriff barnes is fantastic yeah um, i'm close friends with melissa who runs the program and they've been real real good with me because i've you know i mean just for the audience to know i was literally weeks from dying yep. and uh in, in in uh early september i was i was checking out and uh i got on a transplant list out of san diego thank you san diego and uh ucsd and uh and I had no business getting those lungs, man. I, I was low on the list. 
and I was going to die, you know, I was going to be one of those statistics of dying on the list, but miracles happen. And, and, uh, the per, I hate, hate to say the perfect donor, uh, passed away, but it was like, we were, you know, so we lined up almost perfectly. His lungs were a little bigger than my other ones. My other ones were pretty much crap, but for my whole life, they were never good. So I just feel so blessed to have big, healthy, new lungs. I can blow the numbers off the charts and it's, uh, it's really exciting. Well, God it's bless really the, the donor and, and God bless the doctors yeah. that took care of you. And we're, we're so happy yeah, that I, you're, I, uh, that I, they don't, yeah, they the don't tell you anything about the donor, but I pray for his family every day and, uh, pray, pray that God gives them, you know, comfort and, and it's a loss and uh, it's a horrible, but thank you, Lord. I've been blessed. And, yeah. and, uh, just trying to really take this responsibility heavily. You know, it's a heavy responsibility. And I, that's why I work out every day. I walk every day. And uh, not gaining the weight, but I'm gaining the strength, and uh, it's it's been it's been amazing, it's been amazing, and uh, I'm looking forward to shooting again. As, as the doctor gave in and finally said, "Okay, no shotguns." Okay, <laughs> okay no shotguns. No shotguns. No shotguns. <laughs> I agree. My they, they cut me open. They cut me in half practically, and uh, my sternum is still wired together, and that doesn't heal for almost a year. Yeah. So. Jeez. Yeah, shot, shotgun will do some damage, but you know. You know, well, you, and, and, and you do, I mean, like I said, you do a lot of training. One of the things that yeah. I was really impressed by is you actually uh, hold training for other elected officials, right? I, well, I hold events um, for other elected officials. In my 2020 event, my, what I want to do is, because is, I'm outspoken, I'm big, loud personality. I'm on the executive board of the, and elected to the Orange County Republican Party as an executive to the central committee. And uh, so all, you know, everybody wants to be endorsed by the party. Right. So that's the nice thing is that all the, everybody running for office uh, at every level has to come to us and ask, Hey, will you endorse us? We endorse, which gives me an, an access to a lot of, a lot of candidates. And I immediately go to where are you on in second amendment? You know, one guy was running and he, well, I, uh, I think that registration's okay. You're out. <laughs> You're gone. You're done. You know, no thank you. You no no endorsement for you. Um, and I'm a little worried. I mean, I know Michelle Steele is fantastic with guns. If not, she's a good friend. I'll take care of that. But a little little worried about Young Kim and Congress up there. She says, "Oh, I don't shoot." But I'm like, "We'll work on that." So what I've done and put together last year that sadly it was scheduled in twenty this year. This year, I'm sorry, 2020. It was scheduled for. Uh, March 14th, I had to remember because, I mind you, I had been a bad year for me. I came out of a yeah. fairly major stomach surgery on Mar- on February 14th, so it was scheduled one month later. I was well enough to do it, but by that point, the lung disease had sort of eaten me up. And um, But it's been a rough year, we'll say. So got my stomach fixed, got my lungs fixed. I'm golden now, but at that point... Um, it was, it was at a private ranch in South Orange County, and the owner of the ranch is, is a big gun advocate. I've, I actually met him and through Congressman Rohrabacher, who was a big gun guy. So I love Congressman Rohrabacher because that's who I met this guy. I met Taryn Butler through Congressman Rohrabacher. I met Eric Prince from Blackwater. Um, I met all kinds of people through, uh, through Congress, through Dana Rohrabacher, but, but now he's moved to Maine, but... I've I made sure I've kept those relationships as best I can, and uh, 
really flourished that relationship with Taron Butler. He and I are like brothers now, and it's just such an honor to have him as a friend. He's great. Well, Mike, so. I can't tell you how happy we are. I, I really wanted people to hear about you. Um, you know, Orange County is lucky to have uh, someone in an elected position, in a position of power uh, that's so pro-Second Amendment. I'm so happy that you're uh, on the mend and feeling better. And uh, I look forward to working with you and Orange County gun owners and doing you everything too, we can to uh, to make sure that Orange County stays pro Second Amendment. And I, I just think Absolutely. I just think the world of you, and I think you're doing a fantastic oh, job, Mike. Thanks. And I've got another event coming. I just I've got to wait till this COVID thing, and and I'm a little healthier, which I will be. So in spring, I should be putting a big elected officials uh, shooting day together. Hopefully, I have 20, 25 elected officials. A lot of them have never shot. Because we all know, once you go out shooting once, it becomes an addition. It's just fantastic. <laughs> That's right. So, all right, it Mike. Is wonderful. Mike right, Munzig from the Aliso Viejo City Council. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Michael. Bye bye. All right, that's absolutely amazing. All right, well, let's go ahead and take a quick break because the most popular segment on Gun Owners Radio is coming up next. Stump my nephew right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM ninety six one. AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. We are so proud to have the Firearms Policy Coalition as a partner. Firearms Policy Coalition has been on fire, filing a ton of lawsuits here in California and across the nation to protect your Second Amendment. Together, we are working on all levels to restore your self-defense rights. So we need you to join Firearms Policy Coalition now. People, they are making things happen. FPC just filed a petition for the Holloway versus Barr case to be heard by the Supreme Court. This could be the first Second Amendment case heard by the Supreme Court in over a decade. They need your help. Become a member today by visiting the website at firearmspolicy.org. All right, stump my nephew, Sam the Gunman. Hey, Sam, are you there? Yep, how are you guys? Doing awesome. This uh, question's from Sally from South Park. You want to do the question? Go for it, Dave. Yes, the question is, oh, yes, I know all about the M1. There you go, right? I thought you the liked M1 this one. M1 carbine shoots the moderate power thirty caliber cartridge. The M1 carbine was actually made to replace what? for American troops during World War II and the Korean War? Good question. Um, the M1 carbine was designed to replace primarily the M1911A1 uh, pistol. Well, of course it was. That's right. That's a tricky question because an M1 carbine is what? It's a rifle. Right. It's a yeah. long arm. So the, why did they do that, Sam? Do you know? Yeah. Um, the... The, the M1 carbine, for those of you who don't know, is uh, a, a relatively compact, lightweight uh, firearm. It feeds from a 15-round box magazine, uh, later 30 rounds, um, and weighs five, five and a half pounds or so. Uh, very lightweight. And the idea behind it was, uh, okay, we have all these troops like uh, radiomen, uh, mortar crewmen, cooks, things like that who are issued uh, 1911s, but these people do things other than pulling the trigger for their job. So maybe we should give them that something a little, that's a little bit easier to shoot if you don't have extensive combat training or experience. 
Uh, so they, they wanted to give these troops, these support-type troops, rear echelon troops, uh, something with a stock that you could uh, fire from the shoulder and that had a longer effective range, and that was the M1 carbine. Ta-da! How about that? You did an awesome job. So what was the success? How, how is how, is an M1 carbine, was it a success? Did they do well? What uh, Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, they actually made something like six million of them, more than they made M1 rifles. Um, and having shot one myself, I, I can attest to its pleasant handling characteristics. I know when I was in uh, the army in Korea, uh, everybody fought to try to get a carbine, and no, really? we never got them. We got those five thousand pound uh, M1s. In the, this was back when you were fighting in the Korean War? I was on the military. I was on the DMZ back in 1967-68. Oh, that was a little later. That was a little yeah, later. A little Geneva Convention action there. We weren't allowed ammo. <laughs> each, co- each company, the company commander had five rounds <laughs> of uh, 9mm. We carried guns with no ammo. Wow. Yeah. Well, just because of the Geneva Convention. Because of the, yeah. yeah. But so, I had a 56-ton tank retriever, so I... That was fine. So the thirty cal of the M1 carbine shoots, that was designed for the M1 carbine? Yes, it was. Uh, the cartridge was actually designed before and concurrently with uh, the firearms to shoot it. Um, there was a, a trials program going on between several different manufacturers who created prototypes and competed to have their own prototypes accepted as the M1 carbine. Uh, the proposal that was selected came from Winchester. The, uh, the cartridge itself was supposed to provide power sort of on par with, uh, with that of 357 Magnum. So it's small for a rifle round, but it is no slouch in terms of uh, stopping power, especially modern loads. Uh, using something like a, an FTX bullet, something that expands really well. And it's going about 2,000 feet per second out of the muzzle, so uh, a hollow point does work well out of it. I've seen a revolver that was chambered for that for that, for that that round. Um, it's kind of a little specialty firearm. I don't know if it... Do you know of any other firearms? Uh, there have been a handful. I think Ruger has made in the past a, a, a Super Red Hawk or uh, a Bisley or something in 30 carbine. Um, there have been a couple attempts at a 1911 platform pistol in 30 carbine, and I think one of the one of the various auto mag iterations um, was uh, was chambered for 30 carbine. But handguns in 30 carbine have never really caught on because. As I just said, 357 Magnum does the same thing, and it does it with a lot less noise and report out of uh, out of a shorter barrel like that. It's a, the round was designed to be fired out of an 18-inch barrel, and so if you shoot it out of something that short, it, it tends to get loud and unpleasant, or mm-hmm. so I've heard. Yeah, that's you know who you know whose gun that was, Joe. The uh, uh, the three the the 30 caliber revolver. The thirty caliber uh, carbine revolver. It was uh, City Councilman Scott Sherman from San Diego. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, we had an event, and he brought it and said, "Hey, you ever seen one of these?" No, I haven't. Well, seen I'll it. tell you what: uh, the Winchester M1 carbine, thirty uh, thirty carbine. The starting bid is one thousand four hundred ninety-five dollars. <laughs> They're probably a little cheaper back in nineteen forty-five. Yeah, I think. <laughs> All right, Sam. Excellent job as usual. 
Thanks very much for having me on. Always a pleasure. Oh, yeah. Good job, buddy. If you have a question for Sam, if you want to try to stump my nephew, you could win a hat uh, if we use your question, or you could you could win a lifetime of training by Front Sight. Wow. Uh, we'll get you a Front Sight membership if you can actually stump my nephew. All right, buddy. Thanks a lot. Say hi to the family. They're right here. Good night. Good night now. All right, folks. January is Female and Firearms Month. You may not have known that. I knew it. And if you knew, yeah, you, yeah, that's right. You're married to one. <laughs> and if you know a female firearm owner, please tell them to tune in to Gun Owners Radio. We will be talking about Not Me SD, the DC Project, Tactic Gal. So share the show with your gal with a gun or a gal that wants a gun. We'll make sure they get connected with the right sources. It's an amazing program. All right. Hey, if you're listening on YouTube or any of our podcasts, do us a favor. Smash that like and subscribe button and share the show with your friends. And please support all our great sponsors like San Diego County Gun Owners. $10 a month. How could you beat it? Can't. You you can't beat that. You can't beat it. I mean, you can't buy lunch. You can't buy breakfast for $10. I'll tell you how you can beat it. How you can beat it. Pay $100 and that gets you the whole year. See that ten bucks a month or a hundred dollars, and, and if you're any kind of a mathematician, that just saved you twenty bucks. There you go. So we just beat it. I know. Didn't even have to take my <laughs> shoes off. U.S. Law Shield, Cali Key, the Dillon Law Group. Don't make a move without talking to the Dillon Law Group. Firearms Policy Coalition, Seal One. You want your guns clean? Seal One's the way to go. PRMI Mortgage for honest assessment of your financial needs. And National Concealed Carry Association. Can't thank Michael Schwartz, Joe Germisi, Sam the Gunman, our digital master, Brendan Thompson, Thomas, and our great videographers in the box, which we're not going to let out. Yeah, don't let them out of the box. No, 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 no. So that was a cool what show. Got, what do you got next week? <clears throat> next week, we got all kinds of stuff. Um, it's uh, it's going to be it's another fantastic show. It's a surprise. Another really big show. Really big show. <laughs> really big show. I'm pretty stoked about this uh, toy. Yeah. This it's a lot of fun. It's fun to shoot. Now, what was that, uh, the, the, the gentleman from Orange County, what was that uh, practice pistol he was talking about? Did you write that down? Because that sounds like the one. I write it down. He was talking about yeah. some kind of laser. The laser pits. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. Yeah, I, I, I heard what he said. that down. I thought for sure you could, you know, because I know how much you love to train and practice. Yeah. And uh, you save ammo. If I can do a thousand trigger pulls a week like he's doing. Yeah. Also, that's impressive. And you're not using ammo, you're using a laser. No, that, that's that's impressive dry fire discipline is what that you is. <laughs> well, that just means he's gone. How amazing out. is that though? And I can't tell you how important I mean, you know, you listen to him talk about he's talking with with people that are elected into Congress, you know, he's uh, doing all kinds of stuff. That's why it's so important to focus on local. Um, you know, here's a guy who just uh, said, "Hey, I need to run for my my city's council." Yeah. Um, you know, but happens to be pro gun. We need a lot more gun owners, guys that really, really have a passion for this thing, to run for city council, right. get involved, get connected, and then they're hobnobbing with you know, he, like, like he said, uh, with the the central committee. You know, e- each party has its own central committee, mm-hmm. Democrat, Republican. The central committee is such an important thing. Um, he gets to talk to every single mm-hmm. candidate. So he's just some city. People ask me, well, what's some city council member going to do with the Second Amendment? He gets to talk to every candidate in, in Orange County who wants to run, and he gets to say, hey, you're either pro-Second Amendment or you're not. Or you're if out. you're not, you're out. And, and here's it's a crucial. guy that didn't grow up in the gun world. Yeah. 
they were forbidden in his house. Yep. I mean, it just goes, you know, this man has a path. I mean, somebody's got a path planned for him to have double lung surgery. Yeah. A stomach surgery. Yep. And he's got, he's definitely got. And he's out on the range next week. Yeah. He's on a mission. No (laughs) shotguns. Not a lot of shotgun, but he's on a mission. And we are so happy to have him on the show. And we will definitely keep, keep uh, in touch with him. And can't thank you guys enough. Hope you all had a good Christmas. And our New Year's is going to be even better. Excellent. Uh, Hopefully the prom will be going off uh, next year. May 1st. May May 1st. Be there, be square. All right, folks. Hey, don't forget, Bob Siegel is in the house we've been waiting and waiting for him to come on now i've just got to figure out how to get am on my car my press car <laughs> so i can enjoy bob siegel right here on the gun owners radio fm 961 am 1170 the answer gun owners radio fighting to preserve and restore your second amendment right learn more about gun owners radio and how to become a guest or sponsor by visiting gunownersradio.com Join Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz every week at this same time as they talk guns and Second Amendment rights. Have fun while staying informed and getting involved. This has been Gun Owners Radio on The Answer San Diego. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.